What's up, Wolfpack fans? What's up, Louisville Cardinal fans? Welcome to a special Locked On crossover edition. Louisville Cardinals come into Raleigh on Friday night to play the NC State Wolfpack, and we have Dalton Pence here from Locked On Louisville to help us break it down. Fellas, I'm doing good. Appreciate you all for accommodating my hectic work schedule this week and recording a day later than these podcasts usually get recorded for crossovers, but nonetheless, excited to talk about a non-Saturday edition of the Louisville and NC State, um, you know, I guess you could, I, I don't want to say rivalry, but in my opinion, I think that this game kind of means more for Louisville fans than just a normal ACC game. So we'll see. It is back-to-back Friday night games for the NC State Wolfpack. Kind of weird in a sense as we never have these type of things, but yeah. a lot of NC State fans hang on the last time we play Louisville on a non-Saturday. That was the Lamar Jackson game back in 2017. Just like that game, it is another blackout that NC State fans are getting geared up for. But we're going to start this episode off by asking you questions about Louisville. Then in the mm-hmm. second half, we'll switch chairs and you can ask us about NC State. I'll get right into it here. The prodigal son has returned for Louisville. Jeff Brom has come home to take over the helm. He's gotten off to a 4-0 start. Card fans are feeling good about it. Let us get your temperature, Dalton. What has impressed you the most about Jeff Brom through four games? I think it's just the energy. Um, This was a fan base this time last year was lethargic at best. Um, not necessarily convinced that the guy in the head coaching role was the guy for the future. And thankfully, Cincinnati said, hey, we'll take care of you. And, um, you know, helped Louisville have the best possible um, offseason that I felt like they could have had. It's hard to really look too much into these first four games. All four games Louisville was supposed to win, and they did, to their credit. Um, I like the silver lining being that even though they've struggled at times, they've finished games. That's not something that you could have said for the Cardinals over the past four years or so since 2019. So, I mean, I think just the vibes amongst the program, that's kind of cliche to say, but for a program that's really been sort of, like I said, lethargic, almost going through the motions since 2019, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, a thousand percent. And, and you know, I think the most interesting thing is, um, you know, Candace Cooper and myself used to call them the fighting Satterfields on Locked on ACC because we often joked about the fact that he did not have the fan support and it felt like he was he was coaching for his job every week. But Brom is is, you know, he's a Louisville guy through and through his little brother, one of the greatest quarterbacks in Louisville history, who I believe is also on the staff. Right. The, the, he's the offense coordinator. Yeah. OK, so you you've got multiple Brahms. You've got the Brom to Brom connection happening there. And the offense is absolutely humming. For these first four games, are they doing just about what you expected offensively? Or are you like, hold on now, this is this is something that not even I could have seen coming? Really, in all honesty, if you're asking me if I expect the Louisville to have currently a top five offense in college football, I think the answer would be no. Now, granted, um, I wasn't expecting the rushing attack to be as good as it was. I was expecting the passing attack with, you know, each of Brahms first eight seasons outside of one featuring a top 20 passing attack. I expected that to be light years better. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be this good. I think that it was even could have been a little better had Louisville scored at all in the second half against Indiana, but shout out to the Hoosiers for making those adjustments. Long story short, no, but it's along those lines. I expected them to be much better. 
I didn't expect them to score at the rate that they're doing. Getting into this Louisville offense, you have Jack Plummer reuniting with Jeff Brom here in Louisville. He's thrown for over 1,100 yards already here through four games. Running back Jawar Jordan has already run for nearly 500 yards and six touchdowns. And wide receiver Jamari Thrash has 400 receiving yards and five touchdowns. Of course, these are the biggest three names. Give us a couple more names that you could see be an X factor in this game Friday night. One thing that Brom made a point of early on in the preseason, and he consistently brought this point of, is that Wolf was going to rotate guys in in every position on the field because I felt like that's one thing that they did well was address the depth. Um, the way that Louisville's rotating three running backs the way they are reminds me of the Michael Bush days, if you know that name, back in okay. the early 2000s where you rotated yeah. three running backs in and Bobby 1.0, which Jeff Brown was the offensive coordinator or you know on staff for that team. Um, personally, for me, I think that knowing the names of the other two running backs because those guys can have big performances as well, and even if it doesn't look like it in the box score, they can make some big-time plays. That's Isaac Garendo, the transfer from Wisconsin, and uh, true sophomore Maurice Turner. Wide receiving core, two names. Kenton, you talked about Amari Huggins-Bruce in a previous episode. Had his breakout game um, for the season last week against Boston College. I look for them to continue to try to take the top off of defenses. And Amari and Kevin Coleman Jr. play right into that um, game plan for the cards. Let me ask you this. In terms of the non-skill position guys, right? The traffic cop, as they call him, uh, Brian Hudson, right? He's got the, if you ever see Brian Hudson, he's got the, you were going 57 and a 55. There's nothing I can do mustache. But with that being said, what is it? How do you think Louisville's offensive line has kind of bounced back? Because two years ago, one of the best offensive lines in the conference last year, up and down, kind of all over the place at times. And now this year, they're looking like a very solid unit. What what do you attribute that uh, sort of comeback to, if you call it that? It's the way that Jeff Brom addressed this position after the spring game. Heading into the spring game, there were some question marks. They had gotten John Paul Flores from Virginia, but that's it. They hadn't gotten another offensive lineman. And then it was very evident in the spring game that the one issue with offense was going to be that offensive line. So Brom goes out and gets six or I'm sorry, five to six offensive line players that had played multiple years at a previous destination. Willie Tyler has been a stronghold on the left side of that offensive line. You've got some other guys, Eric Miller played at Purdue with Brom for a handful of seasons. A lot of these guys that came in have played over 20, 25 games at their respective stops. So it's not like you're bringing in a ton of youth and having to truly coach them up. They've sort of come in right away and been pretty solid. One thing that I found interesting is that Louisville and NC State seem to have pretty similar coverage numbers in terms of uh, – creating that um, opportunity for their quarterback. Both are allowing their quarterback to be sacked just over once a game. So I think it's pretty similar in terms of effectiveness, but in terms of attributions, it's all Jeff Brom going out in the portal and getting guys that, hey, look, you can come in right away and be eligible to play. Now, switching gears here into the Louisville defense, Ashton Gelati has been a menace on that defensive line. You know, other than him, it, it would appear that the rest of the defense has been sort of spread out. There's really nobody that stands above the crowd here through four games. How much confidence do you have in your defensive unit, especially seeing that NC State has struggled a little bit on offense? I'll be honest with you, fellas. You might not see another Louisville fan as 
optimistic about NC State as I am just because I have flashbacks of Brendan Armstrong throwing for 500 a couple years ago <laughs> against Louisville. Mm-hmm. I have flashbacks of Garrett Schrader and Sean Tucker and, and Robert yeah, and I's cool. system absolutely shredding Louisville's defense last year in the season opener. New staff, hard to make those parallels. However, I am not ready to write this offense off just yet, in my opinion, uh, from my outside looking in uh, microscope. But um, in terms of the Louisville defense, pass rush has to be better. Um, Ashton Gelati has been great, but even he would probably tell you there's a lot of times where he's been slipping on turf. Potentially, maybe it's because of the NFL stadiums they're playing in. Who knows? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but Louisville has to do a better job of getting after the opposing quarterback because when the defense is at its most vulnerable state is when teams are using the zone against them and just taking the yardage and just moving down the field. Not a ton of big plays outside of that game against Georgia Tech and one or two from Thomas Castellanos last week. They're just marching down the field seven yards, eight yards, seven yards, eight yards, and then boom. Oh, hey, look, we're in the red zone, and and that's where things get a little tricky. So the defense has some stuff to prove this week. I'll put it that way. In just a moment here, we're going to be switching chairs. Dalton will be asking the two of us about what Louisville fans can expect from NC State after a quick word from our sponsors. Our first sponsor of the day is Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole-body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Men think losing their hair is inevitable, so you can take control of your hair's future with Nutrafol's science-backed hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com men and enter the promo code in all caps, LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. This is Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men, and enter the promo code Locked On College. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live each Friday. Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, the conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can. This includes insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. All right, fellas. I'll be honest with you. There seems to be a huge divide in how good NC State is in terms of what Louisville fans believe. I feel like there's a some portion, which is probably the majority, that feels like NC State's not good. They have struggled with teams that they're not supposed to struggle with, like Virginia. Um, but then there's rational people like me, rational fans like me, that believe that it is 25% of the season, or 33%, whatever you look at it. Um, it it's too early in my opinion. What is sort of the pulse with this team going into week five and I right or 
what's your all thoughts here? Well, depending on how many NC State fans you've talked to, you probably have heard that we stink, we're not any good, it's a rebuild year. The, the opinions are sort of all over the map. Where Kent and I currently sit, through four weeks, no, we haven't looked very good. We've seen a lot of struggles. Surprisingly, on both sides of the ball, we thought we'd see a little bit firmer defense than we've gotten, but I think a lot of that is linked to lapses in offense. But I'm with you, Dalton. I still think it is too early. I still think you simply can't write off some of the talent we have on both sides of the ball. The The bulk of the talk has been about the offense. That's no surprise. Struggled out of the gate. Struggling coming into this Louisville game on Friday night. Brennan Armstrong has received a lot of criticism. I think some of it, some of it is warranted. Some of it is perhaps a bridge too far. But again, it's it's still so early, and I think there's a lot of time to make up some ground. You know, I, I, I'm i at a place where this game will be a big determinant for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big believer in you, you see who you truly are against like competition or against comparable competition. Mm-hmm. And Louisville is the most comparable competition that we've seen so far this year. Notre Dame was a team that I had potentially making a playoff, which, by the way, is still very much so on the table for them. Oh, yeah. But with that being said, it's it's a matter of, hey, what does this team look like against a team that is basically neck and neck? UConn, not necessarily on their level. They played down. You know, it, it was a really bad game. VMI, beat all up on them. You know, that's just what that is. UVA, objectively speaking, by nearly every metric imaginable, the worst team in the ACC. That's just a fact. And so this game for me will go a long way in determining whether or not we are actually good, whether or not this team is actually like, hey, this is a team that they can do some things or, "Eh, yeah, this is a rebuild year because objectively speaking, if we get boat raced in this game, then it's it's clear, uh uh-oh, looks like UConn and UVA are our light comparisons. We just didn't know it at the time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there is – this team has their moments where they look unbeatable, where the defense looks like they're nails and they can just hold anybody down and they can stop any offense regardless of what you do. There are moments where our offenses look crisp. Now, granted, those moments have been few and far between, but there have been moments where our offense look crisp. We mm-hmm. could do whatever we wanted, running the ball through the air, et cetera. But there have also been a lot of moments where it leaves you scratching your head saying, now, wait, what was that? What was that read? What are we doing here type of deal? So this game will go – Pretty, go pretty far in determining who we are, in my opinion. Grayson, I'll go to you for an offensive question. Um, you lose Devin Leary, and I thought when he was healthy, he, he was really solid. Um, and then you replace him with Brendan Armstrong. You even go as far as you know having one of his old offensive coordinators to where he was really good under in, in 2021. And I guess my question is, looking at what NC State's done – Kenton, you said it. The the moments of brilliance offensively have been few and far in between. Why is that? Has it been some sort of issue with scheme, or is it just sort of an execution problem? You know, honestly, I think it's it's equal blame almost across the board. I think Brennan Armstrong himself has struggled with execution. He's been kind of all over the place in terms of accuracy at points. I think this is a very young and unproven wide receiving core just a lot of pieces that haven't quite gotten to where we have expected them to be. The running back room is another point of contention there. We just had what was our starting running back decide to redshirt, and then he will ultimately transfer. Drop that on us. I believe it was last Thursday. So you lose your starting running back in the middle of a week uh, before your fourth game. 
just a lot of young, unproven guys that are still learning. And so mm-hmm. I think that's why a lot of folks are starting to see this as a rebuilding year, especially on the offense. I wouldn't say that. I think it's more of a transitional year. There's a lot of wide receivers that need to step up and play better because they haven't so far. But you see a guy like a KC Concepcion coming out party uh, against UVA last week. We're just kind of waiting for it to spark, and it hasn't quite been able to be a consistent spark so far. I got you. And Kenton, defensively speaking, if you're a casual, you probably don't know who this guy is, but if you – have a, any sort of pulse on the ACC, you know the name Peyton Wilson. Absolutely. Um, you know, he's he's a phenomenal player. I was extremely surprised when he decided to announce that he was coming back, and um, that, that's a huge boost for the Wolfpack defense. Who are some other names that you feel like um, your attention is on for this defense to try to get to that next level and, and get to some of the levels that we've seen from some of Dave Doran's team in the past. I bought Devin Van stock early, bought it real early. I got in when it was like five cents a share. Business is booming. He's looking like one of the best defenders, not just defensive linemen, but he's looking like one of the best defenders in the ACC. Um, and he's a guy that he has to not be good. He has to dominate uh, if this team is, is to do anything special. And beyond him, we all know about Aiden White and who he is and how good he is out of corner. But I think that it, it has to be the corner on the other side. I think it, that we have to ask ourselves, what can Shaheen Battle do? How can he do in terms of teams know that for the most part, Aiden White is – Gibson's scheme is not going to be that where Aiden White is going to follow around your best receiver. He's going to line up on his side of the field and attempt to shut that down. So what's that going to do? It's going to prompt coaches to say, all right, that kid's going to be playing on Sundays, making a lot of money. And not just like on a roster. He's going to be playing a lot on Sundays. So who else can we attack? And that's where, you know, Shaheen Battle has to show up. And, you know, no pun intended. Actually, no, plenty of pun intended. He has to battle. He has to show up. He has to be great on that uh, other side. So I think that those are our two guys. And, and one position I would like to see better play from is our Mike linebacker position. Uh, be it if it's Cade Fordham, be it if it's, um, be it if it's Betty, Devon, I need to see better play out of that position if this team is to to do what they want to do. Because, I mean, we all know about Jar Jordan and who he is. And he's a guy that if he sees a crease, he's going to show some skill. And uh, so, you know, we need to play gap discipline football. And, and one of the main things or one of the main places that you need gaps filled, directly up the middle of the field, because that's where you can get downhill the fastest. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that those are the guys that I would probably say, um, if NC State wants to win this game, they have to compete and and be really good at those spots. Good deal. Well, fellas, that is all my questions. Let's get into some predictions. In just a moment here, we're going to get into our game predictions after another quick word from our sponsors. Our second sponsor of the day is eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience, that's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. That's because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebay.com motors. eBay's guaranteed fit is only available to U.S. customers. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Rounding out this special crossover episode, we're going to get into our final game predictions here. Dalton, we'll start with you, but we're going to ask you about NC State. What does NC State need to do to knock off Louisville on Friday night? I think simply, well, actually, it's not simple. I think getting after Jack Plummer, forcing him to be uncomfortable. This is the first true road game of the season for the Cardinals, as you all have mentioned on your show, that is not at an NFL stadium, and it's on a Friday night, um, which can contribute to the atmosphere. So um, personally, like I said, getting after the quarterback is the main thing for NC State. You could also, I guess, I mean, you could you could say making sure that you contain the receivers to where they don't take the top off the defense or get behind the defensive backs. You could say limiting Jawar Jordan, but I think that the most critical thing that if you get after Jack Plummer, it, I think that that's where you know sort of the the main area of trickle down effect comes into play when, when you're talking about offensively speaking for NC State flipping that around. Um, it's it's simply moving the ball down the field and scoring points. I think that Louisville's going to score points. Um, they have shown that they can do that in every game this season. I think that they're going to do that again this week. How much? Well, that is to be determined. But I think that for NC State to win this game, they can't have, you know, offensive performances like they've had, you know, for the most part against UConn and Virginia as well. Flipping the script, I liked that um, that prompt that you all do for the the crossover pods, kind of flipping the the argument around. What about Louisville? For Louisville to get to 5-0 and with a win on Friday evening, what's going to have to go right for the Cardinals? I think the Cardinals have to find a way to be dominant up front. If they win this game at the line of scrimmage, NC State doesn't stand a chance. And I, I mean that very genuinely. If they can, if Louisville can open up holes for Jar Jordan and whatnot, it's going to be a long day at the office. It's, it's going to be a real quiet, uh, quiet black night. It's going to resemble more of a funeral than a, a college football blackout if that can happen. And the other part of this thing is Louisville has to create turnovers. We've seen before Brendan Armstrong will put the ball in harm's way. And if you drop them, if we're walking away from this game saying, oh boy, Louisville's DBs, Cam Kelly, Devin Neal and company get on the jugs machine, then, you know, there's a very easy path for NC State to take this thing the other way and and kind of put a whooping on Louisville there. Something that NC State's defense has struggled with pretty consistently through four games is gap discipline and giving up massive chunk plays. This is something that Louisville prides themselves on, especially with the amount of points they've been putting on the board here through four weeks. If Louisville can open it up through the air and get behind the NC State secondary, it's going to be a rough night for the Wolfpack. Of course, we're also missing both of our starting safeties due to injuries. So got some depth pieces. They're going to have to step up in a big way. But ultimately for the Cardinals, if their stars are their stars, I think they can handle us uh, pretty simply. Joar Jordan, if he's able to get 100-plus on the ground, if we're not, if NC State is not able to corral him at least, I, I'm not so sure that NC State's going to be able to win a shootout. I guess I'll put it that way. So if Louisville comes out and their stars are their stars and they're not turning the ball over, because that's a massive piece for this NC State defense to be able to compete, if we cannot turn over Jack Plummer, then I'm not sure that NC State will be able to walk away with this one. Now let's get into the numbers, our final game predictions. Dalton, will have you go first. Final score, what do you have? I'm going Louisville 31, NC State 28. I have seen a lot of Louisville fans predict that it is going to be a 20-point victory. 
Stop it. Pull the Michael Jordan clip. Stop it. <laughs> um, personally, I, I think that this is going to be a lot closer than what people think. Um, I think it's going to be very close to what the spread is. Um, I could see this being a late field goal win for Louisville, an instance to where maybe they're up by double digits, but NC State makes it um, a close game in the fourth quarter. There's a lot of different ways you can get to that score. Um, I'd be surprised if it was anything more than a touchdown. Okay. Kenton, you go next, then I'll go last. Yeah, I I believe we said this yesterday on uh, Locked on Wolfpack, 35-27. NC State finally scores over uh, 27 points, but Louisville, that offense is just too much. I feel like we've seen it too many times this year. You know, there was even a play against VMI where it's like if that back is faster, he's going to bang his head on the goalpost. And and it's it's hard for me to believe. I know that they believe in the three-back system in Louisville, but at some point in time, you know, you've got to choke down on that rotation a little bit and say, hey, this is our guy. And I think that they figured that out in this game a little bit and uh, that, that that's that's a thing that happens there. Um, I will say this. That 27-35 is not a – I don't see a world where NC State could win this thing because I haven't seen Jack Plummer under duress performing at a level where I'm like, hey, if we can get home a good amount, there could be some problems. There, there could definitely be some problems for Louisville. So. I'm going to sound like a little bit of a homer here, and that's okay, but it's just – it's hard for me to pick against NC State where they're in a game where I feel like they truly can win. I think for Louisville, they are the best offense so far in the ACC, and that is a force to be reckoned with. But I like Tony Gibson with his back up against the wall. I like this defense feeling doubted coming into a home game, especially in a blackout environment. This is going to be Louisville's first true road test as they've had some neutral site games so far. I'm going to take NC State in a close one. I think they're going to be able to conjure up just enough offense, but I do think some of this offense is going to be led in from some effective defense, a couple turnovers, getting to Jack Plummer, stifling the uh, the Louisville offensive rhythm. But I have NC State thirty to twenty seven. That will do it for us here in the special crossover episode for Kenton Gibbs and myself. We thank Dalton Pence for joining us over at Locked On Louisville. Looking forward to a great game this Friday evening, seven p.m. in Carter Finley. The current line is Louisville three and a half favorites. Looking forward to a good. Thanks for joining us, Dalton. Of course. Thanks for having me on.